piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. What's up, dude? Oh, not a lot. I'm exhausted. It is (laughs) Friday. I am freaking so happy it's Friday. This has been like a complete and total week from hell, and, uh, yeah, I am uh I am ready for the weekend to do some drinking and relax, having a Halloween party tomorrow night. So uh, hey, that sounds fun. That'd be weekend. a nice way to relax. Hell yeah, hope so. What about you? <laughs> oh, you know, doing that same old dance. Work, watching my kids, work, watching my kids. Uh, but I will say this. We had a weird we have a weird like decision on what we did with our vacation this year and over the thanksgiving holiday we are my vacation for the year is finally coming and i'll be going to the beach for a week condo right on the beach patio right outside the back of the condo looking over the beach it's going to be awesome only a few more weeks away i can't wait i can't wait to get out Hmm. of here (laughs) i can't blame you that sounds really nice what beach it's in uh, Cayucas, California, so right in uh, mid, on the mid coast, about a couple hours south of Monterey. If people know where that's at, so cool. You have to been, tell us all about it. Yeah, my wife's family's been there, been going there for like thirty years, like every summer. So it's somewhere I've been twice now. And this will be the third time. I love it there, man. So relaxing. Just sit out on the patio, drink some beers, listen to the ocean. It's great. Nice. Speaking of drinking, well, what are you drinking? Yeah. Unfortunately, due to uh, extenuating circumstances, I am lacking in the beer department. So I am just simply having a kombucha. <laughs> Very delicious. Uh, sounds like it. What is a kombucha? Uh, fermented tea, basically. So good. Big that thing. does sound good. I've never had yeah. that before. And you can get them in like different flavors. Go. That that's your task for the week. Go get you a bottle of kombucha. Check it out. I'm gonna have to uh, message you after the podcast to uh, remind me what that is, so I can go find it. They have a Bevmo <laughs> or a Total Wine. That's where I'll look. <laughs> <laughs> I got a ten barrel brewing raspberry sour, and it is the best thing ever. Fries Sounds ran out good. of it. Oh man, so good. Fries ran out of it for like 
three or four weeks. But I went in there today and they had it back again. So I bought a couple six packs. I am all about it. Delicious. Nice. So totally. Cool. But uh, well, I want to mention let's... again. Sorry. We're both trying Go. to transition here. I want to say I want to mention again. You usually run down our Patreon. So I'm going to do it this time. But I want to thank again all our October subscribers. That's Obsidian, Ron Paul Bunyan of the Shattered Order, Sleepy Bulldog, Fugaz, Jitsu Jet, and Nikolao Nerio. Thank, thank you to all of you for uh, following the show, listening, and supporting us. We appreciate that. And for all of and you out there that listen and do not support, if you're thinking about it, check out patreon.com slash Shattered Order. There might be something there for you that fits your budget. And if not, if you don't have the budget for it, we appreciate you listening anyways. Hit that subscribe button and let us know that you are listening. And big shout out to, you know, all of our other Patreon subscribers. We have quite the list and we're going to get everyone next week. However, I do want to let everybody know that I'm going to be doing a drawing this week. What I'm going to do is everyone, um, after the first, everyone that's a $5 Patreon subscriber or above, I'm going to draw their names out of a hat and we're going to do a roster review. It's going to be kind of, you're going to be our guinea pig and kind of do a test run. And this may be something that we add and that may start doing on a regular basis. So, yeah, go check that out if you want a chance at that. I'm excited to see how this goes because... Me too. I'm. It's so interesting to look at a new roster of newer players as opposed to an old roster of an older player like us and just to see where people are at or what they've poured their resources into and see what they've focused on. It'll be interesting to see because I know we have a mixture of new and old players that listen to the show. So it'll be interesting to see what what people have on their rosters and what they've geared and everything else, you know. Another request that we get fairly often is to talk, you know, more stuff uh, regarding or I guess for new players. Because, you know, we're kind of in-game players, been playing kind of since the very beginning of the game. So mm-hmm. we don't necessarily think about farming strategies and a lot of things for these newer players. So that's something we're going to start trying to work in a little bit more. Um, so we are very glad that y'all brought that to our attention because, you know, see you miss things like that. Well, yeah, for sure. Because me and you aren't of the mindset of a newer player, right? And it's yep. it's hard to think about what a new player goes through now because things even playing the game now as a new player is different than when we played it. So that is very a, true. Yeah, there's different characters to farm. There's different. Uh, I mean, even the arena unlocked for us at level eight, but now it unlocks at level twenty eight. You know, oh really? Things unlock at different levels now, so it's it's yeah. it's a different game for new players. And uh, even for me, who I started a B account a year after my first account, but even then, that year account, that uh, B account is almost a year old now, and uh, that puts me still out of touch with new players. So, yeah, you know, I can't start uh, a third account to try to get on board with the, the new players <laughs> because that you, we all know about the time commitment in this game right now. But yes. 
we will see what we can do, and we have ideas. So there's that. But I wanted to mention that next week, I want everyone to tune in for Wink's Season 3 Punishment. He has promised he won't chicken out. So there's that. (laughs) You'll get what we're referring to. This should be really good. Can't wait (laughs) to see what happens there. I'm going to have to talk to my uh, to Zath, Oro, and Giggles to figure out the perfect passage for next week. It'll be it'll be great. All right. Can't wait for that. So I want to get into calendar this week, this week's calendar and the wait. There's something else I want to talk about real quick. Um, Oh, I thought you did. That's why I kept going. No, tell me what you have. There was there was actually another thing that's pretty common. you know, just from our the feedback poll we did, there were several things that we got that were very common requests. That was one of them. And there was another one that was far and away the most common. And we want y'all to know that, like, we are... All the feedback that we got, we read everything that you wrote. And there are things that we are working on trying to do. And, you know some things we're trying to bring you guys in the very near future so stay tuned all right leaving a little mystery to it i like it so as far as the calendar goes and events i want to talk about the mother talzin marquee event what did you think of that you know i mean it's marquee event it's fairly simple right like all the other ones i mean do it, get the characters. It's I I guess mainly about what level you are and just making sure you can get the uh the, the shards that you need from other Talzin. And um the event was kinda what it was. Um Mother Talzin herself though. Well, we're gonna talk about her in a second. So my question is, um, did you use Mother Talzin to the full effect in the marquee event, or did you just use uh random characters and not Night Sisters? I did use all Night Sisters, actually. Ah, okay. So you did the what I didn't think to do, and yes. used her used her okay, to her I full advantage. I don't think I did it on the first battle, but the second two I did because I was like, "Yeah, I wonder what she'll do," and I became very intrigued very quickly. Right. <laughs> Even without all Night Sisters, though, she's she's not bad. Well, not as bad we've seen all. all throughout this week with the uh, on the YouTube's. With people finding Mother Tal's in use, even without another single Night Sister in the group, it's yeah. pretty interesting. So that is for sure. Well, what about the Night Sister Flash event? I know this one we can probably talk about for a little bit. What? Um, you you sent me a picture of your Night Sisters, correct? Yeah, and that's what that, you wanted me to show it for. This? No, that's for the next thing we're going to talk about: the assault battles. Um, for the flash event though, there was something, and I don't remember what it was. I probably sent you something. I don't know when, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> so the rewards on this, ah, oh, there it is. That's what I was looking for. So tier one of this event offered up some gear that is easy to get, like say six energy gear, but it's stuff that you always feel like you're kind of farming. Mm-hmm. And it gave you 150 to 350,000 credits. Then tier two of this event gave you between three to 10 
carbontes and stun cuffs each, plus another 150,000 to 350,000 credits. So, I mean, this is almost kind of like a mini credit heist with some gear with a six hour window. You only get to do it once, but this is a thousand times better than what we had before with that one hour window. Um, these rewards are actually useful. You know what you're getting. Everyone needs stun cuffs. Everyone, or sorry, stun guns and carbonis. So it's not like you're getting something that you may not ever use. You get credits, which is great. It's the six-hour window during a time that you're going to be uh, going to be playing anyway due to arena. <laughs> Huge fan. Great changes. What do you think? I. There's only one complaint I have, and that's not being able to get the rewards again. I wish there was like yeah. a one-hour refresh in there, where in that six hours, if you did it and you waited another hour, you could do it again. I agree. Because, you know, flash events before were, you had four chances at it. Yep. But, and uh, that last one was kind of the same way. You had that two-hour window with a one-hour refresh timer in there. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been awesome. But Agreed. I will say that it's... I've... I fought the flash event when it started. I've fought the flash event right before it ended. I've fought the flash event in the middle. Like, I've been all over this thing. The time changes on it has been perfect for me. Because the thing is open long enough that you can get in there on your own time. You know? And so, I like that change. I do like the... I will say this. it It probably has nothing to do with the flash event because they only give three to ten of it i felt like i had more carbontes this week than any other week yeah i don't know that why could be because you now know about an eight energy node to farm them on <laughs> here's the thing about that there's a weird thing i always do the find on the things and that's the first one that pops up so i I think that I've been farming that one forever anyway oh, okay nice yeah see i just kind of memorize where they're at and like some of the stuff that I farm all the time. Mm-hmm. And I always go to like the latest one gotcha. that is still the same energy. Mm-hmm. I just somehow skipped over the eight energy one, but I've been farming that thing like crazy this week. Yeah. Big fan. Yep. I'm uh... stocking up on those carbonis because everyone needs them apparently. I well, need like a thousand. Like I was gearing up my first order team and now Phasma's at gear 11 and, uh, so everyone else in the first order team is to a gear point where all they need is carbontes. So I need, I think That's I need uh, six carbontes to move Yeet. my first order on from the level they're at. So yeah, that's that stuff. That's how carbontes are. Yeah. So yeah, first order is fun though. Well, uh, what about secrets and shadows? That assault battle. That thing was fun. And the, and the fact that totally you can agree. use Night Sisters or um, Night Sisters or Phoenix makes it really fun, I think. All right, let's break this down into two parts. First, let's talk about kind of general stuff, and then I want to talk specific strategy on how we beat the assault battle. Mm-hmm. So, one thing I thought was kind of interesting was. This salt battle, specifically for Night Sisters, and as we noticed, I believe Capgas posted on Reddit 
something about them adding in Phoenix just to give them something else to do, kind of. Mm-hmm. But this assault battle was primarily made for Night Sisters. Right. I wonder if this is going to be a new thing that we see is a new assault battle accompanying, uh, you know, reworks. character reworks. Because I'd be totally fine with that, that if the if the reworked too. group wasn't already in an assault battle. I'd be totally yep. fine with that because I enjoy assault battles. I enjoy all of them, even the Ewok one. They might be so, my, the my favorite part of the game, actually. It's well, the first when one's already come and them. gone, right? Yep. So the first uh, Secrets and Shadows is already done. I did not beat the bonus tier. But one one of the things I like about it, and it's always been the same with these assault battles, is most of the time I do not finish the bonus tier the first time around. So I work towards beating it the next time or the third time it comes around. Mm -hmm. And the feeling of beating it finally is pretty good. Totally agree. So that's one of the things about this game that I like, right? Is the feeling you get when you finally beat something and, and... it means something to you, right? For example, yes. I got Thrawn at the or beginning of the month. I was able to get Thrawn with a with a not greatly geared Phoenix team on my a, on my main account, and I, I I live streamed it, so most people saw when I got it. But it was uh, it was fun, and it felt really good to beat it. You know. That's one of my mm-hmm. favorite things in this game, and that's what makes Assault Battles cool to me, is that even if you don't beat it the first time, because I know a lot of people think you have to beat everything the first time it comes around. Yeah. But for me, it's it's finding a way to beat it or thinking about ways to beat it the next time it'll come around, you know? Yep. So, I, I like this yeah. event. I thought it was awesome. I thought the rewards are really awesome. Added in all the extra gear the gear we really need not to mention yep. the sith so getting an extra darth nihilus shards or sith i don't have those guys so every shard every ship shard i got or blueprint i got everything was moving me forward so every time i beat the event it uh helped me so i really thought this was awesome yeah i 100 uh, percent agree and so one thing I kept seeing right after this came out was people that were kind of having issues with uh what's his name Darth Sidious in that fourth that fourth wave of this thing. <laughs> Did you have some trouble with that guy too? Well, he's pretty much why I didn't beat the bonus tier cuz holy crap. That yeah. you can tell why he is the you know, he is the senate because yeah, holy smokes, he's deadly. he was just he like, there was nothing I could do. I like, I don't know. I guess with Night Sister, you could try to stun him. Um, there's no turn meter reduction on Phoenix, so there was really no getting around him actually going. Like, I haven't beat the bonus tier, so I don't know how to beat it. Because okay, did you ever stun Sidious even once? N- I never not did. that I not that I remember. Okay. I, I think he's unstunnable or something. I don't remember seeing it in the description anywhere, but I do not believe he can be stunned. However, there was a big fat key that I figured out to finally beating him. And once I did, this assault battle became so, so easy. <laughs> What's that? I want to hear it. 
What team did you use first? Phoenix. You used Phoenix? I did. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That explains that explains a lot. Okay, because we were talking about Night Sisters. I had assumed you beat them with Night Sisters, but I forgot about Phoenix. How well geared is your Phoenix? Uh, two gear tens. So Hera, and, no Hera. Yeah, Hera and Ezra gear ten. Sabine gear nine, and everyone else gear eight. So I beat um tier one and tier two with my Night Sisters. Um, I think gear eight was the highest I had anyone. I believe my mother Talzin and Acolyte and Daka were all gear eight, and then Talia and Initiate were gear seven. I got your picture of your team on the screen. Awesome. And it was so easy to beat with them, surprisingly. You really get to see the synergy of them and very little gear required. My basic strategy was when you get to Sidious, use specials as much as you possibly can. Use Talia to inflict stagger, and that will cause him to not AoE on his first turn, which then gives you to your next turn. And then if you get him below half health, the plague just basically takes him out. You know, they uh, that brings up a good point on the bonus tier using Phoenix. If you use Zeb, you can stagger him and make him lose turn meter. And you can also, if you have Sabine. Uh, Zaydud, you can use her AOE to stagger him and take his turn meter away again. In that case. I was just thinking when you said that. I um, I didn't even think to test the bonus tier with my Phoenix team for some strange reason. <laughs> you were all uh, about... My, it's Night Sister time. I was it's Night Sister Sisters, And unfortunately, I can't even try it because my mother Talzin is not five stars, which is what they need to be for that bonus tier. Hmm. Um, I honestly, like, I feel like I could beat it if she was ready, just because the synergy from them is ridiculous. But mm-hmm. yeah, the if you're using Night Sisters, you can beat Tier One and Tier Two very easily without taking them above Gear Eight. You might be able to do it with all of them Gear Seven. Um, like I said, Asajj was kind of the uh person that was out for my team with uh. With a Talzin lead, you kind of want to get that leveled up as much as possible. I think I put 10 Omegas on her, on her. I can't remember what it was. My favorite, I, I my favorite part Omegas about your team her, but... is there's not one person at 85. You got a 76, a 65, oh, yeah. an 82, a 63, and a 54. Yes. <laughs> Saving credits, man. I know. Oh, no. about. When I leveled mine up for the bonus tier, it was uh, I I was at the lowest credits I've ever been after doing that. I think I went down to two hundred thousand. Oh yeah, it, it made me nervous. I I got anxious. I'm like no credits? I, what is this? I I spent some kind of get Talzin up there because I wanted that leader ability, but um yeah, you know, tested with these Night Sisters. I'm going to probably put out a video i recorded that battle so you can kind of see what i did um and i'll get that posted i was gonna do some audio with it i'm 
busy, so I don't think I'll have time. So, <laughs> but I'll probably just get the video posted so people can go check that out on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. But they are completely ridiculous for this assault battle. And if you've got Mother Talzin at five stars, hey, it's worth trying on that bonus try. I think it'd probably work. Um, I would love to get her at five stars so I could try it. But Well, the last thing I want to mention, going back to the Flash event, was uh, that first tier, you didn't have amazing rewards like you got some green gear that you would normally probably put some energy into to get you don't usually have a lot of them so you did get some decent stuff i mean it doesn't take a lot to get those pieces but what that tier did do is let you use fully maxed out talzin zombie and spirit and uh that just really really drives home the point of what a night sister team can do and that first that first tier of the flash event really makes you i i i can't speak for everyone for me it really made me want that team i can't wait till we actually get to use them so yeah for sure that's coming up very 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 soon but let's talk about Uh, the uh those new characters right so you got Wicket. Wicket was kind of one, the first one in what we're going to talk about. <laughs> and we didn't really know yeah. what that would turn into, but it kind of turned into something. So uh, Talzin is only available through a monthly event to get her shards. And the same goes for Zombie and Spirit, along with Wicket in the heroic battle. Yes. So the cadence for these new characters is kind of interesting now they put out that new cadence uh post about six months ago probably about how they were going to put out characters in marquee events and now we got four characters three straight from the new night sisters all going into events where it looks like if you don't refresh those events it can take to up to two years to get to seven stars People so let, are really worked up about this two-year thing. People are pissed. It's, it's an interesting topic for sure. It's something we kind of skimmed over last week. There's a lot yes. of information to go over. We didn't really talk about it too much. And uh, apparently it was a hot topic that people wanted to hear about. Why It's not... I mean, there's enough going on in this game that this wasn't the foremost thing on my mind, but it is something we should talk about. Yes. There were several people that asked us kind of why we weren't more worked up about this. And I'll go ahead and say, for me, after looking at it again, after people bring it to my attention, still not so worked up about it. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if it's because, I mean, there was eight months where you literally couldn't get lay unless you spent money. Mm-hmm. There was how long when... You when Rex was completely unavailable, probably a year. Then, yeah, it, yeah, and he, you know, he's always as good as he always was in arena. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of got to Krennic and Death Trooper. They were kind of the first characters in this new change uh, with the Marquee events, and then went into farming. So they still do the Marquee events. They're just changing the farming time. It's ridiculous to think that it would be two years. There's not a chance in hell that happens. I think I think if everybody stops and pauses for a second, takes a breath, you'll know. It's not going to be that long. There's no possible way. Because 
one of those characters would probably be outdated by then and thus made farmable. But I do believe the post says up will show what at least once per month, which means they could show more often. May not be likely, but they could. And there are still ways to get their get their shards. And it's not like you don't have the character. The only reason people are that worked up about stars, in my opinion, is because territory battles. Yeah. Um, and you can't get her to I, gear 12. Uh, that's the other thing. Yes, true. You can't get her or Wicket to gear 12, mm-hmm. which is definitely frustrating. And, you know, that's... Pr- this change is probably tied in with the gear 12 thing. I mean, that's probably the reason for it. And get it. Yeah. And raids. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, so they're still viable in arena galactic war. Um, all these other battles, you can still use them. It's not like you don't have them. It's not like you can't start gearing them and kind of plan for when you get them. Uh, I just, I, I can't really get that worked up about it because I don't think it's going to be two years before you get them seven stars. These events will become more common. Uh, I mean, I uh, four or five months from now, do I mean, do we really think after all of the Last Jedi characters come out and all of that that there's these characters still going to be super hard to get. I think they'll be farmable somewhere. I see. Okay. I don't think it'll ever be two years for a character. Now, do we have, maybe we have to wait a year to get this one farmable. Possibly. My only issue is since wick. Well, okay. I'll take that back. I was gonna say since wicket, we hadn't seen a marquee event. That's wrong because we did see the two veteran smugglers in a marquee event. Yes. So, as long as we keep seeing marquee events where those characters come out at the cadence that they announce, then I'll be fine with it. If they ba- totally abandon their new cadence in six months, then I'll have a problem. Because if it's just these characters that are doing this, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. If they continue with marquee events that drop characters and three months later they're farmable, fine with that. Because there is a period of exclusivity with these characters and being dropped that they kind of need to keep for people that spend that kind of money on them, which is fine. I do not see these three or four characters taking that long to go to a shipment. I don't see... People will not care about them at that point. There'll be other characters that come out that are more important People will not worry so much about those events. And the other part to it is, if people aren't spending crystals to refresh those events to get those shards, they're not going to keep that event going forever. They're going to find a new way to make money on refreshes on nodes for them or buying just refreshes on energy to farm them, those types of things. It all boils down to what are people doing to get them. So if they're not buying refreshes on events to get those characters, those characters are probably going to go to shipments faster. Yeah. So if you really want to speak out about this cadence, don't buy refreshes. That's my advice. That's true. So I mean, you could really, you you could go all Dan on us and just boycott the event. (laughs) 
On that note, I almost got K2SO to uh, seven star. (laughs) Wow. Making progress. Yeah, 10 more shards. We're almost there. Hell yeah. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, so this character cadence thing that's been causing a big fuss among people, I'm just don't really have a problem with it. I mean, you're still getting the character for free. I mean, you get the character unlocked. You get to use them, decide how much you know, how much resource you want to put into them and whether it's someone you want to go for long term, which is great. I like that. And I don't know, just chill. That's my opinion. Just think anyway. of it this way. I didn't get Call to touch Rex. I didn't get to touch so. Rex for a year until he yeah. went free to play. I didn't get to touch yeah. Geo Spy. Not that I cared for a year. I didn't touch Tuscan Shaman. These new characters, you're getting them, Leia, whether they're seven stars or not. Worst. Whatever, you're still getting to touch and play with those characters. Whether you yep. can use them in all aspects of the game or not, that's a different question, different story. But you are getting them. You are unlocking them. You are playing with them. So they're finding ways to give you a taste to to let you decide if you want to pay to buy them or not. Yep. But if not, they're still there for you to play. So, like, if I wanted to make a Night Sister team for Galactic War with what I have, I can. You know, so that's basically the uh, the gist of it. I, I'm not. I. As far as the new character cadence goes, I as long as marquee events keep happening and they stick to the character cadence that they announced, I'll be fine with it. If this becomes the yeah. new norm, then I'll have some reservations. So, uh, something that Andrew just mentioned in the comments is these two characters are a little bit different in that their events have the special tier and that's a way to get Zetas. Yeah, that's that's I I don't think sucks. they'll Zeta block us from that that long. I think that there will be a way to you know make them a little bit faster on the farm, but that is a pretty good point. I mean, it's one of those things you want to think about uh at least consider doing the refreshes to increase the speed of getting them. Because gotta love Zetas. Yep, for sure. That's the one interesting fact it, of this. So, I mean, I guess technically there is basically a way to buy Zetas now. Uh, I mean, through Wicket and... If you want to spend thousand. that kind of cash, go right ahead. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But people have been clamoring... For, I mean, that's something Wells have talked about forever. Is way to buy Zetas. And here it is. Yeah. Enjoy. You just bought for two hundred dollars. You two hundred to three hundred dollars. You just bought three Zetas a month. So that's it's not that. Damn, that's a good deal, man. That's not that giant. Sign me of up. A, uh, not that huge of a thing to me. So, yeah, agreed. As far as the calendar goes, right. finishing this off, October twenty sixth to November first. Keeping with the newer player type of deal that we're trying to get closer to. Me and Mew have both finished it, but the Daring Droid event is happening right now. So if you have your Empire locked in at seven stars, five of them, the Daring Droid for R2-D2, who is an amazing character I use every day, try to get that guy as 
as as hard as you can. He's great. He's a great character. Now, that was not an easy event from what I recall either. That well, everything up until the last tier. That last tier, they have a Vuku um, protection, and it just yeah. it just it's rough. I I've just finished it on my B account uh, a couple days ago with uh, a pretty decent team that included Thrawn that I got earlier this month. So it it uh, it was rough, but luckily I had the gear on my characters to get through it on the first try. But I know that my neighbor uh, Damani is having a rougher time with his gear nine and gear eight characters. So. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, so R two R two is one of those characters. Like, if you have to take mods off your arena team and put them on the Empire characters, you need freaking do it because you will not regret it. Exactly. So the other question thing I had to this event, thought wise, was: Is it a possible precursor mm-hmm. to a CLS return? Because the last time we saw R two D two show up was right before CLS came out, and just so people could finish off R2 since he's a requirement for CLS. I kind of have mixed feelings on this. Like, I kind of feel like they're going to delay CLS longer, but at the same time, like, everybody has him at the... Well, not everybody, but everyone that does have him is using him like crazy. So there's probably about to be some characters from the new movie that's going to make him a lot less relevant. And I think he's going to be pushed back to being a little bit more of a, um, I guess, raid primarily character and less arena due to the new movie. And so if that's the case, I can totally see the CLS event coming back just, you know, to get everybody to spend some gear before the new characters. Yep, we shall see. I am farming old Ben on my B account just in case because that's the last one I need on that one. So we shall see. Nice. October 28th through 29th. So in about two hours from now, the Secrets and Shadows Assault Battle, which we talked about just a little bit ago, will be starting over again. So I look forward to those rewards again. I will not be beating that bonus tier this time either because I haven't made really any changes since the last one. but. I'll probably be at least attempting it. Yeah. Give it a try with your Phoenix and see what happens. Let us know. Will do. October 31st, so next Tuesday, the Ghosts of Dathomir event starts. That is that special Halloween event that they talked about in that post where we were like, well, what are they going to do? So it's the only way to get Night Sister Zombie and Spirit Shards. You can use any squad of your choosing to complete it. So... That'll be a one-day event to get those shards. Jump in there and grab it. I assume it'll be 24 hours. So we shall see. Cool. Yes, but there has been some awesome news, uh, for me at least, and you, as uh, officers and guild leaders of guilds with territory battles coming out. So I kind of wanted to talk about this post that went up randomly, like... After working hours in the Pacific time yesterday. But I've been pretty busy this week. What are you talking about? So you didn't see this yesterday? Uh, I, I've seen it, but honestly, I haven't read through it as much as I wish oh, I would have. Oh, man. So you're going to be driving this ship. Uh, I will drive it straight off the cliff. So Not sure how you drive a ship off the cliff, but 
Oh, we're driving a ship? We're yeah, about to go 30 nautical miles an hour. All right. Not into an iceberg, I hope. And this is this ain't the Titanic. We have Perfect. good sonar and we have good radar, so we're good. And and you were a seaman, so I was a seaman and I was a sonar tech. I know how to navigate a ship. I'll tell you that much. All right. Perfect. We're good. <laughs> we're in good hands. Territory battles, tools, news. So they find they put out an update last night about those special tools for officers and guild leaders for territory battles and uh this might not sound exciting for those of you listening that aren't an officer in your guild but this is good stuff for you to know because you will be seeing this stuff happening or you might wonder how did you know my officers know i did not do the special mission this is from what i read yeah uh it seems like People who are not officers could possibly hate this. <laughs> well, that yes, for sure. And the other part to it is, from what reading through it, it does not say whether it's just officers that see this or the whole guild. So, and I would assume it's the whole guild. So, if the whole guild can look at a per phase basis of what's going on, if you're not pulling your weight, the entire guild can call you out on it. It's gonna be nice. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be so nice. I am freaking stoked about this. So, all right. The first thing I want to talk to is the uh, first, it doesn't even have to do with what they're doing with it. It just kind of is like the precursor. So, what they said is the update beyond the awesome new tools we will have at our disposal. Wow, that was terrible. This is the information I pulled out of this that is beyond just what the new tools are usable in territory battles and in territory wars. Interesting. So not only is this something that is going to be happening for territory battles, but it is something you will be able to use in territory wars. So before that even comes out, we have those tools available for us for in that so that maybe that will uh, come out a little smoother than Territory Battles has as far as officers and officer tools to really get the most out of your guild from it. So that'll be nice. Cool. The other part to that is it says it will be released in the Territory Wars update. Now, okay, what? How long is that going to be? So the real question is, if this is coming out with Territory Wars, are we thinking that's a month, three months? Is that soon? Is it in the future? What is like, okay, when are we getting this? As we, I'm not sure if we know this for sure. I think we do that. It's going to take place on Jakku. Mm-hmm. Territory Wars. Yes. That is a place in last Jedi. Mm-hmm. It's not going to come out way after the movie. I mean, I think this definitely gets here before December 15th. No question. I'm kind of thinking end of November update with the two year anniversary. Two year anniversary. Yeah. With all the predictions I made last week. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> True. I'm telling you, Wink Adamas coming up here with Dan Adamas. It'll be interesting for sure. I'm not. Uh, I, I just thought that was weird that they said it was coming with the Territory Wars update when we have no information on Territory Wars besides a 
beta picture of their thoughts of what they were going to do. So they must be further along on this than we think they are. Well, let's talk about something else. The fact that how often do they actually show, you know, updates and stuff like the quality of life thing. And usually when there's an update about features and stuff, it's usually not too long after that before it actually hits the game. I mean, I can't remember last time where they actually said, hey, we're going to do this. And then it's like two months later, whenever you get it, other than, you know, the infamous whole August situation. <laughs> but even that was like a month, month and a half, maybe. Yeah, I I don't think it's going to be too long, to be honest. I think that we all thought that it was going to be longer than it actually is. Yeah. I I I kind of think two year anniversary. I think they're planning something big for that, and I think that's when we're going to get it. Well, let's talk about the uh, the things they've added, right? So the first one is viewing cool. player contribution by face. So they've added leaderboards to stats for tracking more detailed player actions in territory battles by phase. Yeah, that's the important part. By phase, no Very longer exciting. is it overall contribution to the territory battle which was kind of useful to try and see but you had to remember what people had and where they were the day before and there was a lot of people like i know me for the past two weeks like if we get to three stars on something like say if phase two everything's three star and i haven't done anything yet uh i mean i'm not gonna do all my combat missions there's no need i don't have time so, mm-hmm. like, I'll do a special missions and that's it. And if I'm sure there are a lot of other people that probably do that, and there are probably a ton of guilds that are in situations like that, especially in phase one and two. And, you know, it'd suck if you're kind of maybe getting docked by your guild or whatever when you're not hurting the guild at all by not doing them. But, yeah. It'll be interesting, but the the things they did add was it'll show how much territory points you've earned in the phase, galactic power you've deployed in the phase, so you'll everyone will know if you've deployed or not in the phase, because if it says, okay, well, you know, when you platoon and when you go into a combat mission, it deploys, right? So if you yep. only got 100,000 in the phase for deployments... Your pro- people will probably know that you haven't deployed your full galactic power into the phase yet. Yep. So that'll make that easy. Combat missions attempted. It'll tell you who has gone into the combat missions. Uh, from what I can tell, it won't tell you how many f- tiers they've gone through in each combat mission, but only if there's six, or let's say there's three combat missions in a vertical strip, continuing to use their phrases there but if there's three <laughs> combat missions in a vertical strip it'll tell you if that person's done all three or not if it says okay. one they've only done one of the three and you'll know who has done those combat missions so far which throw aside whether they got through all the phases or not i just want to know if they even went in there and did it you know yeah that's the big deal i mean especially we've had issue a couple times like maybe say only 48 or 49 out of 50 people do or do their combat missions you don't freaking know who it was yeah and and, and it's so annoying to have the list of the names of your people in your guild and have to check it against uh well you, you can't even check it 
only on special missions once you get the reward you can check to see who did or didn't do it so this really helps out for that knowing hey and then you can in our case in discord go pm someone real quick and say hey man what's up are you gonna do it are you not what's the deal why didn't you do it you know and it'll also tell you who has done the special missions so You've got combat missions attempted along with special missions attempted. So you'll know if you're 35 or 39 or 48 out of the special mission, who were the ones that didn't do it so far? And you can uh, gently remind them <laughs> to go ahead and do it. Or not so gently, but either way. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is, these are great changes, changes that have been desperately needed for quite some time and the funny thing is this is the only thing i saw as the tool that we were going to get but there's three other things listed here that are tools they're adding that i didn't even know i needed and want so okay let's talk about guild orders all right so missions can be highlighted so if you want your guild to focus on a certain mission you can pick that mission and put a yellow circle around it so everyone in your guild will know that this is the mission you want them to focus on. I like it. There's also a way to prohibit missions. By um, I have one one question about the missions highlighting thing. Okay, go ahead. It sounds like it's missions only. It would be really nice if you could highlight individual platoons. I agree with that. Because that's definitely something we put in our territory battle announcements is ignore these two platoons and go for these four or, you know, whatever. And that would be a nice thing to have. I don't think that that's covered in this, but you're definitely onto something there. So as far as missions can be prohibited, they put the little no smoking sign around a mission. So it'll have the little red circle with the line through it. But here's the thing about that. It does not completely lock out that mission. So guild members can still choose to participate in a prohibited mission. I love that part because this was kind of one of my arguments about making too much stuff like this is if you were able to block it out, like that should be part of the strategy is the leadership should, you know, you should listen to your leaders, but you shouldn't have to, but you should want to. And I actually really like that they made it to where they can still participate if if they choose to. Let's let's shelf that for a moment and come back to that point when we get to the real contentious point of this update. Okay. So Missions can be prohibited. Guild members can still choose to participate. Receiving, They'll receive a warning message before they start the mission, basically asking them, hey, this is prohibited by your officers. Do you really want to do this? And then they can say yes and do it. Okay, fine. If they choose willingly whether, they choose willingly whether to obey or disobey the order. Players disobeying the orders will be tracked in a new stat in the leaderboard called Rogue Actions. So, if you do decide that you don't want to listen to what's been told Mm. for you to do, you will be caught. (laughs) Rogue action. awesome. Isn't it, right? So it's like, you don't have to wonder who it was. You will know. And so, 
this all kind of factors in with being able to see who all has completed their combat missions and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it would be kind of frustrating if there was no way to figure out who it was that went in and screwed up the combat mission without going back, you know, seeing exactly when it happened and look and see, you know, who deployed at that time or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah, this is great. That is not a leaderboard you want to be at the top of. <laughs> no. If you're at the top of the Rogue Actions leaderboard, you're probably not in a good situation. So Yeah, probably not. They also added customized messages can be written in detail panels for the missions. So, you know, you had that oh, little God. area where it said, this person deployed, and this person did six out of six on this mission, and this person platooned this person. Well, now it will also have a small yellow area where you can write a customized message. For example, get two stars and then stop. So I love this. People will be able to see, okay, well, should I do this? Well, our territory has two stars. The message says if it's two stars, don't do this. Okay. Not to mention you can prohibit it. So at that point, it's prohibited you get a message to saying are you really going to do this there's a message there saying don't do this there's a lot of ways to say in the game without doing it in a third party app don't yep. do this that's huge so, because that's the biggest thing about territory battles is the amount of coordination you need and they're doing all this with pretty simplistically without adding too much chat or anything like any changes to any of that they're just kind of integrating it into the mode itself i i mean this seems just awesome yeah it's pretty great the way that they're doing this and then the other part this part i don't understand maybe it's pre-made messages that you can just pick for each mission to put on there but it says up to six can be saved for quick reference so maybe there's six different messages that you can write in and have your officers yep. or your guild leader click to put on that, that was mission. That my assumption. Yeah. So like stop at two stars, then deploy south. Like that's one that we, I feel like we post pretty often. So mm-hmm. we can have that saved. We don't have to type it out every single time. Just select it once, hit it, done. Yeah, exactly. It, it. The next, I'm going to go with the next uh, thing, and uh, it'll kind of come back to the one we just talked about as far as the guild, the messages for each battle. But uh, there's another thing called guild order notifications. And this is weird, the way they've implemented this. I didn't know it was possible. It's never been done before. But leaders and officers, that's my emphasis point here, and officers, not just the guild leader, will be able to send push notifications and inbox messages to guild members, letting them know that guild orders have been changed. So it's it's a way to remind players to do an action. And it's, so it's, yeah, so it's a way to remind players not to, or to do an action. And it pops up in your, message box so where you get your daily arena payout your fleet shipment play it payout your daily guild contribution payout there will be a message in there from your guild leader or officers about what you need to be doing in territory battles and that is just crazy to me that there's a way for us to send a message to everyone in there 
because those That's... those are hard to ignore because it's a yep. little red one on your guild you message box. You have to click it to get rid of the damn Exactly. Thing. You have to have read yeah. it, right? So my favorite part about this, though, is the fact that I don't have to do it. I being a guild yep. leader. Guild chat, persistent messages can only be set by the guild leader. I am busy was, all the time. I have yep. eight guild officers for a reason. We all share we all share the commitment to the guild to spread information, right? The only way to I do that like in guild a, chat is for me to do it. And I don't always have the time to change that message. And there's always an officer or two who just sometimes get too damn busy. Like, I really haven't done anything in the guild past two weeks. Literally just don't have time. Right. And there have been times where you've been just stupid busy and we'll have that same stupid persistent message just hanging out there all the time because nobody else can change it. Dan's it's too just busy me too. and I don't even realize yeah. it's there from a week ago. Yeah. It's like uh, raid starts at noon. And it was like a week ago. And there's not even a raid open. You're like, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. So, yeah, that's, that's, those are good changes. Really good changes. Maybe they'll move that over to the guild chat. That would be nice. This is the last, the newest change, the last change we're going to talk about, but it's the one that has had the most contention that I've seen. Okay. And uh, I can see both sides of it. So. There's a contribution max lock. Hold on one second. Once a territory has reached three stars, players will no longer be able to participate in the deployment and combat missions of the territory. Meant to keep from wasting potential contributions from the other territories in a vertical strip. Platoons and special missions will still be available. So, let me ask you this. How many times do you go into territory battles on the first or second day and it's already three-starred and you cannot... And whatever you do is not going to help anything. But you still do it because you want to pad your stats. Um, I do it fairly often. Not here recently, but typically that's the way I do it. Like, for me, I... First phase, always three-starred before I get in there. But I still yeah. do it because I am tracking myself. I'm tracking how close I can get to 114 out of 114 mission waves through the territory battle. Yeah. So last time I got 108. The time before that I got 107. I'm trying to get better this time. I'm working my way to being perfect at 114 out of 114 every territory battle. This will make it so if the territory is three-starred, everyone past the third star doesn't do anything. Now, I don't know if that's the reason people are mad or they just want to do their combat missions regardless in phase four because they just want to. But there's a lot of sides to this that are interesting to me. Well, here's the big question. I don't see this point about this is, uh, sorry, in our show notes. Have you read or do you know, is this an automatic thing? Is this something that officers actually have to lock? Uh, is it, it doesn't say. So what it says is leaders, officers I will have, be able to send 
Sorry, that's wrong. Once a territory has reached three stars in territory battles, players will no longer be able to participate in the deploy and combat missions on that territory. This has been a frequent ask to prevent players from accidentally wasting their potential contribution. Platoon missions and special missions will still be available. It doesn't really say, but what it sounds like is that that's the case. But I think... I really hope that this is optional. And CG, if you're listening, please make this optional. I mean, it's... Like, it's one of those things, like, people still want to test teams. Like, if I know it's not going to hurt anyone and I want to test a new team on, you know, phase four or whatever, like, just kind of see how it does. Like, it would be really nice to be able to do that. And this definitely needs to be something that is not automatic. Yeah. At the moment, it sounds automatic, but I... this All of this has been put together on feedback, so... Once they see the feedback from this, I think we'll see how, where that goes from there. That's the only problem I have with all these changes. Mm-hmm. Very happy with all of them. I just want that contribution max lock thing to be optional. You know, let the uh, officers get in and, you know, select contribution lock if they want to or not. And just let it go from there. Yeah, because it would be great in phase, you know, four and five where we want no one to go past two stars in the middle phase. So, well, yeah, I mean, it's not going to help there. It's only for the three stars. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm thinking of the other one. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Disregard. But the main the main uh, gist of the. This whole section is they do seem to have listened to our thoughts on this as a whole for territory battles. And I'm really stoked about these changes. The one thing I will say about this is they have listened to this and they have made changes to it. I want to know where the ticket counter is. Where is that fix at? Is there an issue with ticket counter? 600 out of 600 a day. Where we can't fuck, we can't tell. Oh, really? Oh, that's still broken. That is still broken. Uh, oh, we have not heard anything like about it. Ago. And uh, I assume that was fixed by now. Nope, still not fixed. Still don't know no. when it'll ever be fixed if it will. So, well, this is gr- these are changes are great, and they've listened to feedback. I just wish that they would continue and move on to the feedback that's been given for a long, long time on that at least. You know. Yeah, with with you there, sir. ICFR, it came from Reddit. There is one post that I wanted to highlight from this week, and that is only because it is coming on Halloween, and I think uh, CapGas gave us a nice little hint on what to think about before that event comes, and that is the Ghosts of Dathmere event for the zombie and spirit shards for the Sisters. He says there's no squad restrictions, as we mentioned earlier, but a lot of special mechanics going on. He recommends a team with above average AoE burst damage or sustain. So, you want a team that has some decent AoE damage or you want a team that can keep themselves alive? Hmm. Interesting. I thought that was an interesting tidbit from him. And he would know, obviously, so... This kind of, uh, the Ghost of Dathmere, 
That is for the special Halloween event for the two new characters, yes. right? The fact that he's given out these points about it makes me think that it might be quite a bit more difficult than we're thinking. For sure, considering you can use any character in it, and he's given tips on what characters mm-hmm. you should probably use, it'll be interesting to f- see the difficulty. Yeah, I am I am curious to see what happens. Uh, I almost feel like he's directly recommending Lando. Above average AoE, burst damage, or sustain? I don't know. We'll see. Phoenix, I think Phoenix for sustain, AoE burst damage. I think Lando, I think Wedge, I think, jeez, uh, I don't even know otherwise for AoE. As far as damage goes. Leia. Leia. Oh, the new Leia? Rolo. Rolo, yeah, okay. Rolo. I'm like, Leia doesn't have that an AoE. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Cool. Interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting be for sure. Well, we are at our Q&A for the, the month. Uh, Ooh, yeah. It seems as though people have been a little bit as busy as you and I have been this week. Yeah, so a little disappointing. We have, we have four questions, and we're going to get to them all. But uh, we will open up questions earlier next month and see how many we can get then. But these four questions are very heartfelt and, uh, and uh, very important. So we want to answer them today. So at any point, if you want to start sending us Q&A questions in advance, like we will certainly take them. Uh, you know, end of, end of November, we'll be doing a Q&A again. Uh, you want to send questions, you know, you can send them in whenever, but like we, we want a lot of questions with these things. Yep. For sure. It it makes, it adds the content and we enjoy hearing what you guys have to ask because questions that we've gotten this week are what we add them into our show notes and what we talk about. For example, the cadence that we hadn't really thought about before this episode yep made us go back and look at it and uh, kind of put a critical eye on it and talk about it. So for sure. Well, why don't you hit us with the first question? I'll do that. Hey, uh, Boba Finn here again. My question is, uh, what character would you most like to be added to the game? And what faction do you think will get the next rework? Thanks. Good question there, Boba Finn. Thanks, Boba Finn. Um, why don't you lead us off there? Um, all right. As far as the faction rework part, I am going to say bounty hunters. Interesting. I just, I kind of feel like the bounty hunters need something. We still haven't seen Imbo come into the game. Uh, he's one that I would like to see added. I, I mean, I guess he's already there, but become playable. Mm-hmm. Um, I want, I want that hat. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of, wa- I kind of want him available and kind of a bounty hunter rework. I think would be pretty cool. And droids is another one that wouldn't surprise me due to BB eight and all that droid synergy he has. I think droids would probably be more likely to come first because they're, I mean, there are probably gonna be some new droids in the new movie. Well, we know about BB nine to some degree. Mm-hmm. 
so there could be something upcoming with some pretty neat droid synergy. So the real question is for our good friend Edinar from the Rebel Force Alliance. Do you see Hondo being added? What's Hondo? <laughs> What's a Hondo? Perfect. Sounds like a sounds like a fancy Honda. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a step up from a Honda. Okay, gotcha. That makes sense. That makes it's sense. It's a, a yeah. The we, we, we don't need any of those in the game. Yeah, <laughs> Let's keep that out. Keep Honda Hondo out. All right. Quote wink on that. That'll be your uh, <laughs> Discord nickname this week. Keep Hondo nice. out. All right. So um, as far as uh, factions go, rework-wise, uh, my answer was going to be Separatists. I just feel like... But it goes along with That's your droids one. thing, because the only reason I think Separatists is because I think of Grievous. So I think Grievous is going to get a rework. Whether that brings along with him Separatists or that brings along droids is the question. And honestly, I thought Separatists, but once you mention droids, I really think droids are yep. the group That's that will point. be redone. because Only because we had a lot of new droids. Chopper has a lot of droid synergy beyond Phoenix synergy. BB-8 yep. has a lot of droid synergy beyond just the resistance and uh you still have all the old droids so and a, one of the biggest uh requests has been general grievous because he's such a for the longest time he was such a hard character to get to seven stars for really yeah. nothing you know so is there a assault battle that has droids in it as a reward well no that requires droids I don't know. That's a good question because I know what you're thinking. Maybe an assault battle this that is requires my official droids. Prediction. All right, let's hear it. That droids will be the next rework faction. Be given the next faction pass. Joan Grievous will become awesome, and there will be a new assault battle. Well, I'll be okay with that because I am about 15 shards into Grievous to seven star and. I've been farming him only for the reason that I think he's going to come back around eventually yeah. and they have to make him good. And the only honestly, if they made him half good and they upped his character scale in the character select screen to not look like a midget or sorry, a little person, <laughs> then uh, that would be fine because that yeah. character select screen I with agree. him in it is just weird. so small and weird. It's ridiculous. Trying to think some other characters I'd like to see in the game. Hermit Yoda was the big one I really wanted, uh, since that's like my favorite era character in the entire Star Wars universe. Um, I think, man, I'm I'm struggling to come up with anyone else that I really, really want. Uh, I mean, I think Jar Jar would be great just because it would irritate a lot of people, and I'm always down for irritating people. But well, I don't have anything else. Well, let's okay. Let's get to the point where we're a month out. Not even a month. We're less than a month out from Battlefront Two coming out. Who do I want to see in the game? I really want Iden Versio. I really want the character from Battlefront Two to come into this game. I've never seen her missions. I haven't played the 
I haven't played anything with her in the Battlefront 2 yet. I think it would be awesome for her to come into this game. Just the crossover reference and the way that we could see things work there would be awesome. I really want C-3PO. I know that it's that's, not something people argument. want, yeah. but let's be honest. He's been in how many of the movies? He's one of the main characters of Star Wars, and he's not in the game. Yep. You're going to put people... He's coming There's eventually. people in this he game... He could come with that droid rework. He could be a new character for it. Very true. Well, it basically boils down to is uh, there's plenty of characters in this game you don't see as attackers that are attackers. You can make C-3PO work. So we can see him. Yeah. Uh, Iden Versio's one. Um, Jabba the Hutt, I think, would be really cool, especially if he took up two yes. character slots. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> um, I there's really back on C-3PO real quick. I kind of think if they put him in the game, I think he might be kind of like Hermit Yoda. Not really have an actual attack, but just have something that really benefits the team he's on. You know, like on his basic, he gives offense up and advantage to somebody or I, I don't know. You know, they they can get creative with these things. But Well, I mean, even if we've stuck to this idea we've had forever where he's the Ewok god and he had Ewok synergy. I don't know that that would, I don't know that that's going to happen because they already had the Ewok pass, but, uh, I would be totally fine with that. So, um, any other characters, I, anything from the Jabba's palace part of the star Wars universe. There are so many characters in there that yeah, I would love to see. Dr. Evazon, uh gosh, Dr. Evazon, what's the dude? Freak, I can't remember. He was in our intro for the longest time. Ponda Baba? Ponda Baba. I would love to see him. There's just so many characters that I think are interesting that I would love to see. Because Dr. Yep. Evazon and Ponda Baba, you saw him in Rogue One. You saw him in, you know, a new hope and they made themselves out to be badasses. We never really saw anything in the movies. There was probably stuff in the That's legacy true. books about them, but they seem like they would be awesome. It'd be awesome to have them in the game. I mean, just there's honestly, this is a loaded question because there are so many characters in the star Wars universe that yeah. could be added. Now, as yep. far as far as main characters go, C-3PO has been in almost, every movie he's one that should yep. be added um jar jar binks i just i see him <laughs> being added eventually i don't care if he ever is um you know Django Pat- is one that i could also see coming with like uh bounty hunter rework or something along those lines Django would be cool padme is not in the game she'd be yep, interesting she would be. put her in the geonosius outfit and people would go crazy um, mm-hmm. those are the only ones I can think of, really. So, um, Bikini Leia, come <laughs> on, please, CG Disney man, um, Disney's probably not gonna <laughs> let that happen. Yeah, that's probably true. R- um, Ca- Let's be honest, Rolo might be the last Leia in the game. No, not a chance. Well, General Leia, if they had General Leia, she might be the last one in the game. We'll see. Progression-wise, you got Princess Leia, you got Rolo, 
than General Leia. I don't know. So. Yeah. All right. Ready for the next question? I am ready. Hello, folks. Elon Mustard here with a question. If a guild member can complete three consecutive Rancor solos, should they be able to trade their raid tickets and get raid tokens to spend on gear equivalent to what they would have dropped in the top ten ranks without having to participate in the raid? Thanks. Good question, Elon. Um, I think we've talked about this before. And I have my solution, and I have had people back me up on thinking it's a good idea. Um, I like the idea of getting a seven-star character, getting the seven-star raid character, and then be unlocking a challenge tier for that raid to get that yep. raid gear from it. That was a couple of weeks ago, I think we kind of dug into this a little bit. Yeah, for sure. What we'd like to see on it. So there's my idea, but the idea of getting guild currency to the point or number that you would be able to buy the gear that you um would have gotten from the raid makes sense to me too but the the, the only difference with that idea is that unless you're getting that gear you're going to have to spend time and effort which i hate in refreshes on shipments to be there when it refreshes to buy that stuff. So let's say you got 15 droid callers in the top 10. I don't know the numbers to think about it right now, yeah. but let's say you got 15 droid callers in, in the top 10 and you got the currency enough to buy those top, those 15 droid callers. You're going to spend at least seven refreshes buying those things as opposed to just getting it, just getting so it. From your Something inbox. Else you're not thinking about though is the fact that you could also just buy character shards, and if you're far enough along, those character shards would get converted into shard shop currency, and then you could, you know, you'd have a lot of other options you could get. See, that's the other thing. Well. So you're not necessarily you're not forced to buy. That's the good and the bad, right? You're not forced to buy yeah. gear with the currency you'd get. You can get whatever you want, or you can buy the gear. But if you're forced to buy that gear instead of getting it in one large chunk, you're waiting every refresh to have to buy it. And I yeah. am not a person that seeks every refresh to buy things. So that would be a long I, time for me to get something. I'm going to tell you why I would love this. Mm -hmm. I do, for the love of God, I do not know how many uh raids it's been that i have gotten freaking boom boxes for the love of god welcome Please to the club quit. well i've been in the club i've got i think i've got i was gonna look i i can't find a character that has them because you know they're so easy to equip but i've probably <laughs> got 1100 salvage and then just the other day i got a fully crafted one how exciting that's like Ugh. a kick in the pants because now you can't even use your salvage. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just keep collecting that shit. It's so annoying. I just, oh, <laughs> makes me sick. I, there is, I, I just, I, I, I don't buy the RNG thing. Like there is, I think there is something broken in the Rancor raid. I'm 100% convinced. This, this is how it breaks down to me. Highest percentage for boom boxes. Second highest percentage for furnaces. 
third highest for droid callers, and fourth highest for Nubian discs. That's how See, it works for me. Yeah, I, I've got discs. Like, I, I don't have an issue with those. Droid callers, I'm eh. And furnaces, I'm, I'm hurting. So that's the thing, right? That's the way it is on my main account. Now, on my B account, I have a crap ton of furnace salvage and Nubian disc salvage. I have no droid collar salvage, and my boombox salvage is within, like, 100. That's so weird. So you just I... see a totally different thing on a different account. It's just, it's maddening. I mean, they kind of, all that gear is on the same level. It's all pretty equivalent. God, I wish they would give us a way to just swap those salvage out, even if it was a two-to-one rate. Like, I'm, dude, I'm good with that. Dude, I was thinking about this this week, and I meant to mention this. What if, once a day, you can convert five salvage of any Rancor Pit Raid salvage into five of another one? Oh, my God. Oh. Wouldn't that be amazing? I would be all over that. And that's simple. And every day, like that's, Boombox would turn into something else. See, that is something that might actually be feasible because it's not cutting into the fact of you're just transferring a bunch that will cause you to quit buying things. Mm-hmm. But it's a progression that you can take to get rid of shit that you don't need. And it takes forever. That it is would, a good idea. It would still take, let's see, 50 divided by 5, 25. So that would take five days to convert to yep. a full piece. It's still almost a week to get a full piece, you know. It's still a it's still progression. So, yep, I would love that to be honest. All right, question three. Hit us. This is Painted Land from Rebel Force. The longevity of the game is a recurring conversation the last few months. First, because we had no new content. Now, because we have so much. Imagine, if you will, a successful sequel to Swaga. What would it be like? Thanks for the great pod, guys. Okay, I'm going to need to hear that again. Can you play it one more time? I will play it one more time. This is Painted Land from Rebel Force. The longevity of the game is a recurring conversation the last few months. First, because we had no new content. Now, because we have so much. Imagine, if you will, a successful sequel to Swaga. What would it be like? Thanks for the great pod, guys. So let me go into another game I play like religiously and that is destiny so i don't know if you know about destiny you played halo in the past you ever heard of halo well of course what kind of questions everyone's heard of halo okay so halo Um, was awesome i was playing destiny for quite a while okay so destiny awesome it lasted three years in destiny one over those three years they added uh private matches They changed the way your engrams worked. They changed the way a lot of the things worked in that whole game. And uh, all of those changes over those three years made the game really good. So going into Destiny 2, which released in uh, September, everyone assumed that all those changes would go into Destiny 2, and then they would add upon that to make it better. So better storytelling better first person single player modes and all those things okay so in the end what you got with destiny 2 was what it felt like was a an improvement on upon destiny 1 
year one. So what the first year of Destiny was, they improved that. And everything in the last two years of Destiny 2 that they made even better was not put in Destiny 2. Mm. So That's bizarre. It is, and it's driving a lot of hardcore players insane because there's really it really caters to the casual player as opposed to the in-game player in that game. And I'm on the more huh. of the in-game player side of that because I've played that game for countless hours since it came out every week, but I'm now at the point where I can choose between Madden 18 and Destiny and choose Madden just because I want something different. And I know if I keep playing Destiny, I'm not going to advance too much, you know? So the question is, with a sequel, is are they going to learn from everything they've had in the last two years of this game? So I don't know how a successful successor to this game happens. Um, Yeah. It would have to start with a raid from the beginning. It would have to start with guilds from the beginning. Yep. It would have to start with a, a set of characters that were available to you that were better than others, but still have characters that if you chose them as opposed to the better than others, you weren't at a massive disadvantage. Um, yep. And I think that's kind of part of the problem with the game is... If you start now, it takes so long to get to the end. I mean, it really is a kind of choose your own path, and you really have to be particular about that path. The problem is there are like certain milestones, you know, across that path that you really want to stop and hit those milestones. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're talking about progressing the game into a new version, I'm not sure how you do that, given that it's a collection type game. It's not just like, a a fighting game or anything of the sort. The collection part is a big part of it. And I'm not I'm just not sure how there could be a sequel other than just continuing what they do and adding new content, which you know is clearly um oh what's the word? Controversial? Here you want controversial? I'm going to give you controversial. You ready? I'm ready. And I know I don't want to I don't want to hurt our feelings with having devs on or anything, but here's controversial. Swagaga or sorry, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes 2. (laughs) Cut out EA. Please. Just make the game without them, and I think it will be much better. Stop all the money grabs, stop making characters for $250 make them for $50 where you know vuku amounts of people can, will be willing to pay at least you know that much only and that's still high but the fact that it's $200 less than the new characters are now you're still going to make the same amount of money, amount of money but more the same amount of people ugh. you're going to still make See, the same amount of money but more people are going to buy it and that's the curious part is where is that line? Because the game has to get funded. Mm-hmm. And, but there are a lot of other, I mean, would this game be different if it was one of those games you had to pay 20 bucks to buy in the beginning and then it had content updates every now and then? 
because me, those games are pretty successful. Let me ask you this. But okay, sorry. Go ahead and finish your thought, and then I'll ask you my but, question. Uh, just this type of game is completely new and different. Like it's, I mean, it's only been around what four years. I mean, it was cr- created because of being able to play games the way we do now in our pocket. And whew, I, I just, man, I I don't know. It's well, what were you about to say? So my question was, if you were, let's say this game ended up having a $20 a month subscription, but you got everything and everything was farmable from the moment it came out. Okay. Would you pay that to play it? Hmm. As much as I played, I would, I would consider it. Is that the only way to play? That's the question. Yes. Let, let's put it out like an MMO. And okay. it is a subscription the game. Is you got to get game. buy-in. Like okay. there has to be a buy-in. If it to, changed now to, to that, let's say it changed now to that because now it's it, the game is developed enough and. It's got a big enough player base that's devoted to the game that they changed to that. Would you be interested? Okay, if they made it, well, hypothetically, if they change what they're doing with characters from being, you know, the marquee event to, you know, two months later, Chromium to two months later, kind of being farmable or whatever, and you can pay 20 bucks a month, have a subscription, and those characters immediately become farmable. Yeah. Sign me up. Absolutely. I'd be in for sure. I pay that already. No doubt or about more it. more a month. And uh, I would love that. So. that I mean, that's that's a really interesting point. Because it's different when you're talking. I mean, you're talking about spending money for one individual character. Like. Most of the time, I don't feel like I'm getting my money back on it. I mean, it is. I mean, it's kind of it's catered towards people that have money. It's not catered towards people that are, you know, thrifty, mm-hmm. such as myself. And uh, I mean, that really cuts out a big base. But at the same time, you could you still know, sell packs business. too, because that would uh, it would uh, further along the farm and give those people. It would still give those That's people time could, in yeah. the sun with those characters before everyone farmed them. Now, it wouldn't be as big of a time, but they... So it, you would basically be paying $20 a month or whatever the amount is to just have access to farm them. Darth Nihilus came out. Getting, legendary event, right? Immediately goes to Cantina after the event. Sorry. If you're paying the $20. Marquee... For example. Darth Nihilus wasn't a legendary. He was a marquee. Marquee yes. event happens. Everyone gets him. Packs come out. You can seven star them immediately. But at the same time, let's say a week after the pack comes out, he drops in a hard node. He's immediately farmable. But those people that paid for him will have a month of him exclusively at seven star before everyone else. Man, that's tough. I don't know. Uh, I think there's a lot of other stuff you get into is, you know, $20 a month. Are you know they're they're not releasing enough characters for this to be worth my money and you know I 
I think it would as much as people bitch about the current system, it is simple. I, I mean, I guess they change the cadence and things, but I mean, it's pretty binary. You either want to pay for the character or you don't. And that's kind of what it comes down to. Whereas where you're talking about, it's a lot, there's a lot more, I don't know, I guess politics maybe that would go into it, into the fact of, are they releasing enough characters for it to be worth it and things like that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. I like the idea of a subscription base. And I think what leads credence to this idea is the fact that so many people were upset that the $10 a month for crystals was gone. People paid that. People liked that. People don't pay anymore or pay any money at all to the game because that's gone. If you put a $20 subscription in there, think of how many people would just... 20 bucks isn't a lot. Now, it might be for some, it might not be for others, but I think that they would sell a lot on a subscription-based game. Yeah. And it would be one of those things that's kind of a constant income rather than, you know, the uh, the accountant mm-hmm. trying to figure out, you know, oh, this last event that we did this got us this much versus the new character that'll get us however much we're projecting forward. I mean, what if they had a $20 subscription? What if they brought back the Crystal subscription? It was $20 a month. The first of the month, you get 150 crystals, and then you get 100 crystals each day of the month. Would you pay it? Would I pay it? I don't like those. I don't like the. Uh, I wasn't a crystal subscription guy, only because I like mine in one lump sum. So if I see a piece of gear that's I fair. really need, I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't want to wait a month to save those crystals and buy it. But yeah, I I saw the value in it for sure. And I know why a lot of people bought it. So, man, these are tough questions. I, I, I don't well, know. Painted, painted Land said, you know, save mine for last. It might add a lot of conversation. And he was right. I didn't listen to the end of the question. That's why I asked you to play it a second time because I thought it was more of a same old, same old question of do we wanted more content? We got a lot of content. What's the in-between? And that's a whole nother part. Yeah. I mean, and I didn't want to about... talk about that. I, but when I heard the question again, it really made me think. If they brought the game out as a subscription-based game, would the player base that we have now that are totally addicted to this game pay that to play it? So... And the thing about this game, there's a lot of different types of players. So there are the collectors, mm-hmm. and those are the people that are quite upset about the whole wicked and talzin situation because a lot of people just farm characters because they like the character which is fine i'm not one of those people i'm kind of i guess more strategist whenever it comes to the game Mm -hmm. and the way that i think about and farm things and i try to you know spend as little resources and get the most return on them and like, I like these characters, but I'm probably not going to spend a whole lot of resources on them. However, I like I want more content and more stuff I can do with my characters, which makes me kind of interested in what this Territory War is coming up with. Like, the game's obviously incredibly successful. Yep. And so, I mean, there is, I mean, they're clearly doing a hell of a lot right, 
But there's also a hell of a lot that people bitch about, and which most of it is, you know, the money grabbing type tactics that seem to really get under people's skin. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know where they pick the line to draw and walk that line to keep everybody happy because the Wells want their advantage. They want to spend the money. And I just can't, like, personally, I can't imagine spending the kind of money that some people spend on the game. Like, I've. I can imagine it, and then I think to myself, I just, man, I wish I would could win the lottery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's no kidding. But then, you know, I have three-year-old triplets, and it would be diapers and food and everything else, so. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Uh, I, I hope this game... This I hope they don't do a sequel for a long time. I hope it just sticks with this one, because... I do, too. I've, I'm not aware... Or, Okay, so I watched the Warrior video of is it worth it for some of these packs, right? And you go by his definitions, and I am considered a dolphin. So in my dolphinness, nice. I uh, I don't want this game to disappear because of the money I've spent on it and having to start over. But yeah, if a sequel I mean, is as good as this games, one, I would be okay. There are very few games that I've gotten as much, you know, run out of as this one. I mean, uh, Modern Warfare 2... Um, that's one of the very few that comes to mind that like I feel like I really got way more than my money's worth out of it. Yeah, well, this game I don't know you'll ever get your money's worth out of it because that's not the idea behind the game. Because you continually not, spend money and you're gonna yeah. Keep but the thing, and I mean, would people I, rather have like what we're dealing with now in the way you spend money, or? you know, have to spend 20 bucks every year because it's a new game. At least now there's a lot of feedback and I guess there are feedback with other types of games, but so many other games, it's a complete rework, complete rebuild. I mean, you look at like Madden, for example, or Call of Duty or Halo, a lot of these games completely rebuilt from the ground up pretty much. And this is a continuation. You don't lose progress. You just keep carrying on which is awesome that's part of what i like about it yeah i don't know we shall see what goes forward that was a lot more complicated question than i expected no i like it that's the kind of qa uh, questions not, that that's that's good i like it so let's move to a not so uh complicated question and uh hit us with the next one perfect Hello again, Mick Maul here. If you could run away together and start a new life, would you? Um, let me answer this first. So the the I have one question <laughs> to this question is are we running away at the same time? Or are we running away because we love each other? Yeah, that's I'm totally confused. I don't get it. I mean because I expect I, nothing less from McMull. No, no, McMillan, no. McMillie. I don't know. McMullen. <laughs> All I know is I can say this. DJ Ferret Four. If after watching my kids for twelve hours straight the last two days, I am ready to run away. Whether it's with you or uh, <laughs> with, whether it's with you or Dude. with you, let's go. Let's see where we can uh, where we can wind up. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I, after. Yeah, the past 
two weeks, uh, I'm I'm down. I'll run away with whoever wants to take me. You know what? Let's just I'll leave my <laughs> wife here. You and me can go down to that beach house I was talking about earlier, and we can hang out Dude. together. Oh uh, yeah, lots of beer and uh, beer oh, bonfire. Yes. Let's just it'll be fun. Yep. Any listeners want to come out? Come join us. Yes. If you're near Cayucas, California, Elon. Nika, you guys come hang out with us. See you guys there. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. All right. What do we got next? So I wanted to ask something that we never ask, only because I'm curious what you are doing and where you're at. What are you farming? And I listed all these spaces that you could possibly be farming things. You're making me think. Go through it and let me know where you're at. All right. Arena? I am farming, I was farming Cup, because that's the last character that I don't have seven star, <laughs> but then I ran into credit issues, um, owed some people some money and stuff, so I had to start spending my currency on credits, mm-hmm. and so I'm trying to build that back up, I'll probably start farming Cup again. I'm ready to just get that out of the way, get Cup done, that way I can only focus on credits. But, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cantina, I am not really farming anything other than currency. I have everything done in there besides, uh, uh, is it Cassian's U-Wing? The new one? Whatever the Cass- ship is. So you yeah. have POW at seven stars? Yeah. Ooh. All right. Yeah. I've had plenty of Cantina currency for quite a while. <laughs> uh, it's it, And it was going to Shard Shop. I should probably go back to doing that because I need gear. Uh, Galactic War, I, I pretty much have everything finished besides, uh, Clone Sergeant's ship and Plo Koon's ship, I believe. I think everything else that comes up from Galactic War, I'm done with, so that's farming shard shop currency. Mm-hmm. The Guild Store, I am buying Low Grey, Tuscan Shaman, who I'm almost done with. And your good old buddy Gamorian Guard, I think I'm about 80 <laughs> shards away on that one. Nice. And um, fleet shipments? Fleet. Ghost and Phantom, I think. I'll buy Rex when he shows up. And then Zetas. Gotcha. Hard nodes, not. Um, oh, Ty Reaper. I've been. I've actually been spending 50 to do the refresh and do the. Uh, you know, do 10 total battles per day. So that's kind of what I've been doing on hard nodes. And that's really about it. I'll do low bot on occasion and then gearing. I don't know. I've been too busy. I'm trying. I need to figure out arena. That's my goal for the weekend. I want to figure something out. I want to, I want to figure, I don't know. I want to come up with a new team. What's your rank been this week, Mr. Arena? Yeah. Twenties to thirties. Hurts your heart. Doesn't it? I yeah. know I know you. It's it's so frustrating. And like where I'm working, I have no cell service. Like a lot of times I can just auto put it in my pocket, be done with it, it's fine, but like I don't have cell like I ha so h- here is what I have to do. I have to get my phone out, I have to hold it, point it north, turn it at forty five degrees, hold it with only my right hand, my left hand has to be sticking straight out. <laughs> in a specific spot on this property in order for me to get cell service. That's how much of a pain in the ass it is to get cell service out there. It's so frustrating. Ouch. 
Uh, so yeah, as far as gearing, I'm not really working on a whole lot. I thought about gearing up Cassian because I kind of want to try a Jin and Cassian team in Arena, but that's it. <laughs> what about you? All right, well, Arena, it's kind of funny. Arena, I am farming Cup, just like you were talking about. I have him uh, 50 out of 100, I think, after today, so he's almost done. I'm running out of characters in there, to be honest. I think the I think the other one I don't have seven stars is Ugnaught, so he'll probably be next. Cantina, I'm farming Pow. I think he's at 40 out of 100, somewhere in there. Galactic War. The uh, protest farm is almost over. I'm at K2SO's at 90 out of 100, so he's almost done. Guild Store, I have everyone in there at 7-star except for Low Gray. So every time I see that dude, I farm him. I also farm the full purple pieces that come right after the characters, the two slots after characters, where it's complete prototype pieces. I try to keep those all at two pieces at all times. That way, uh, when I'm gearing up new characters, I have those pieces for them. And they can get to gear 7 and 8 really easy. Um, fleet shipments. I am farming Rex. Uh, Ghost. Resistance. Uh, pilot's ship. And Phantom. And uh, I'll prioritize... I'll prioritize... Prioritize Ahsoka... My god. <laughs> Ahsoka Tano, Ahsoka Tano Fulcrum over the two uh, Phoenix ships. I buy her on occasion, actually. I think I'm I've got her halfway to six stars now. So Mine's almost five star. Hard nodes, I finally finished my, f- my first order this week. So they're all seven stars. So now I'm farming Darth Nihilus About and finishing time. off Baze and Albus. He's at 60 out of 100. Cool. I kind of stopped him when I started doing first order, so I'm happy to go back to him and finish him off. Shouldn't be too long. That'll really help my tier seven uh, first or rogue one team for territory battles because not having bays in there has really been freaking hurting me. But as far as gearing goes, as we go back to the rogue one team for phase or tier six. In territory battles, I'm farming. <laughs> this is what made me laugh when you said Cassian. That's who I'm gearing right now. Nice. I love... What gear level? He's at gear 9. I almost have him to gear 10. I need... That is probably my favorite territory battle team, is Jin lead with Cassian. Dude, Freaking they are monster. ridiculous. So much fun. So much fun yeah. to pair Jin and Cassian. It's crazy. Yes, they're... Gr- yeah, and... Um, a lot of times I'll put old Ben on that team too, so you're getting even more debuffs. Like just like Jin, Cassian, R2, old Ben, and then try to find someone else that does some sort of debuffs on a basic or special is a total blast. Yeah. Jin that that combo is so fun. Even when I had yep. him at gear eight when I was using him before because I got him to gear 9 this week and about to get to gear 10. Having her as leader with the exposes on debuffs with the Cassian is just too fun. So that's how I'm doing. I'm And I'm probably going to move on to... My my Cassian's only gear 8. Um, I have to give him a droid collar, 
a hollow or two hollows. And that's kind of holding me back. I don't, I don't know that I really want to spend that on him. Yeah, it's I, I, I want to gear K2SO after Cassian, but once I get Bays to seven star, then I'll just be running Jin, Churret, Bays, Cassian, and uh, I had a fifth. Who was it? Maybe I do need to do K2SO. I don't know. I need. I'm. I'm really trying to work on that that Rogue One team right now because that's the weak point for me right now in territory battles. So, yeah, yeah. Anyways, we have some good news. I was able to get the trivia slides onto the live stream. What? Yeah. Wow. While we were waiting for you to wow. finish your long days of work, which I know you're enjoying. I was able to get no the idea. trivia slides onto the live stream. So, oh, this is exciting. So I'm actually going to have to watch a live stream, which I'm totally cool with. I usually don't do that. So <laughs> here we go. All right. So I got the. Go away from music. I know. I... Like it. it was good. A nice little screen you got on there. You like that? Now you'll be able to read it along with me. Hell yeah. And I don't think you'll be able to read my answer, so that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let me get rid of this. So, as far as I can tell, from my board, and I'll have to compare it to your board, I think the score is six to five right now, is that right? Nine to eight. Nine to eight? Yes. Well, close enough. I'm still only down by one. Yes. Is this... I don't remember. Is this uh, the fourth episode of season four, or is it only the third? I do not know the answer to that question. I don't know that I updated it last time. Um, this could be the fourth episode, or it could be... I think it might be a third? I mean, by the point score total, it would sound like it's... That's what I had written down. So. We'll just... We'll assume it's the third, and maybe someone can correct us. <laughs> That'll work. If we have to Perfect. do five, because we don't know, whatever. True. But All right. I'm ready to throw question one on the board. And read awesome. it out. I have seen the question. I haven't thought about it, but here it is. Which Night Sister tune can revive Night Sister allies? This is an interesting question. It is, for sure. Um... Okay, which Night Sister tune can revive Night Sister allies? Yes. It, I kind of want to know how technical this question is. Um, well, I can't answer that, but I can write down two answers. Uh, 
I okay. have two answers. I have one that I think is the obvious answer and one that I think might be the trick question answer. Agreed. And I think it's actually more complicated than that. I am showing my answers. And I am actually putting Daka, Mother Towson, and actually all Night Sisters. Because... Actually, go ahead. Tell me what your answers are. My answer was the same. I said Daka, and then I said all Night Sisters can revive under Talzin Zeta, leader. Yep. Okay. Because basic of basic abilities would revive someone to attack if someone's dead. That is true. So, we shall see what the answer actually is, but I think I have covered all my bases. And it says, <laughs> there you go. All of them under Mother Talzin lead. Daka on her own also. Nice. So, that's a point for both of us. That's exciting. Feels good when we get uh, get the exact answer. That don't happen very often. Right? I agree. That does not happen. And it means often. we've actually been paying attention to the updates in the game. Which <laughs> is, you know, that's always good, too. Yeah, for sure. All right, All right. Next question. Name all dark side characters who can apply tenacity down. All dark side who can apply tenacity down. I assume it's a point for every answer. So That's what I'm assuming. Uh, yes, it says one point for each correct answer. It's so nice that I can look and figure that out now. <laughs> you can look at the it's question. Lovely. Yeah. I'm glad that I could help you. Um, I'll have to let Night Stalker from uh, Shadow know that we figured it out because he was going to help me figure it out. Heck yeah. And thanks to everyone that sent me messages this week with ideas on how to make this work. I appreciate you guys. Yes. Y'all are awesome and helpful. Absolutely. Um, I can only think of two. How about you? That's all I've got. I feel like... I feel like there's one more, and I'm trying to think, but... I got three. I, I can't... I'm not sure if one of them's for sure, but... All right. I'm going with these three. All right. What do you got? I have TIE Fighter Pilot. I have Dengar. And I have Sunfog. Okay. I also have Dengar and TIE Fighter Pilot. I don't know about Sunfog. That's interesting. All right, let's see what the answer is. TIE Fighter, Pilot, Krennic, Dengar, and Nightsister Zombie. Oh. And I don't understand the extra part on here. It says Jawa Scavenger Soon? Question mark. Maybe that's because... We all know that uh, 
Java Scavenger is a dark side character. Well, let's talk about that for one real quick Ah. section. (laughs) Because we totally skipped over. There was a new picture of the loading screen for the game. I don't know where it came from, if it's real or not, or it was a Photoshop edit. But in the picture, on the left side, pictured with all the dark side characters, was a Jawa. Now, as we all know, me especially... (laughs) <laughs> Jawas are light side characters. So are li- Jawas moving to the dark side to help j- dark droid teams for territory battles? We shall see. But I'd- That would be nice because they definitely aren't really that useful on the light side. Yeah, that's for and sure. And they would have a lot of synergy with dark side droids. And it and- makes me wonder, like, is that what this que- <laughs> like the end of this question is talking about? Maybe they're going to make Jawas light side and dark side because, I mean, do they really give a shit? <laughs> they're, they're freaking slavers. They should be dark side. That's fair. So, I don't know. Anyways. All right. So, we both got another point. Two points. We both got another two points. It is now 12 to 11. I am up by one. Nothing has changed. <laughs> All right, next question. <laughs> uh, kind of humorous uh, note in the chat is Joe Scavenger, Ray Scavenger's husband or father? <laughs> this could be the epic twist. Yeah, you know, she's someone on the just sand broke planet, wide so you never open know. the spoilers of the Last Jedi. Well done, Andy Roo. <laughs> we have two iterations in the game of Obi Wan, Princess Leia, and Grandmaster Yoda. According to the new power rankings out of these tunes, whose older version is more powerful than the newer version? Fully maxed tunes without mods. (laughs) That's rough. Out of those three? Does that mean who has the most galactic power at full gear, no mods? Yes. I got. I I'm I'm making my guess. Sitting here in front of my board now that you can see it. All right, I got my answer. All right, what do you got? I am showing Hermit Yoda. All right. Well, I put Leia only because she's an attacker, and I would assume her power would be higher with the newer character. I I think Hermit Yoda because he has multiple Zetas. And let's be honest, Obi-Wan is a tank, so the odds are his power is higher on his newer character. And he's pretty low, though. Like, he's lower than a lot of my Gear 11 characters. Yeah, we shall see. All right, let's see who it is. The answer is... Forthcoming. Hold on. There it is. OB... Has more power than General Kenobi. Huh. Both Leia and Yoda have the exact same power as Rolo and Hoda, consequently. Well, okay. Alrighty then. <laughs> like, hey, but going back to what I said, tank. It was the tank. I should have written freaking Kenobi. Huh. I think I misunderstood the question slightly. Yeah, I 
If I had thought critically the way I did before I wrote my answer, yeah. I would have got it right and we'd well, be tied. Because I like I actually know this. I actually know that Old Ben has more power than General Kenobi because uh, I have both of my gear 12. And Old Ben is higher in my list. <laughs> well, there's that's a thing that happened. Interesting. All right. All right. Question four. Who is the fastest Phoenix character? That's a really good question. I have an answer already. Uh, I feel like I should probably know the answer to this. Right. this answer because I don't think it's right. I'm showing Ezra. Showing Ezra? I said Chopper. I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. Alright, we shall see. No idea. We shall see. Chopper with 152. Sabine is slightly slower slower at 151. I almost said Sabine too. Not that it would have mattered. Not that it would have mattered. I wasn't I was thinking Chopper was slower than that. No, I remember Chopper being fast and that's why I picked him. Huh. So that means Well We are tied. It's all tied up. That sucks. Are you ready for the next question? Last question I of guess. today. Last question. Wow. All right, let's do it. Name all the characters we could get from Erodium Packs. <laughs> well, then. This is going to be tough. Um... Uh, my answer's locked in. I'm still thinking. This is one answer, one point for each correct answer. Man, I feel like I'm missing someone obvious that do not know who it is. Is how many do you have? I have three. One of them I'm not really that sure about. Okay. Two I'm certain on. Alright, I'm showing. I can't think of anything else. I'm showing B2, Wedge, and Sunfog. Alright. Really couldn't remember where Sunfog started. You know what? To be honest, I, I think, think it was. Uh, I think you're right on B2. I did not think I'm, of him. I'm pretty sure I'm right on B2. Alright, here we go. Rex. Did you have Rex? No, it was I thought he was Chromium. Rex was a rhodium. Yeah. 
Rex, B2. Huh. You had B2, right? Yep. Which? Geno's and Spy! That's what it was. That's right, Geo Spy. Gosh dang it. Geo Spy, who I did have written down right here. Yep, I see it. And Tuscan Shaman. How many did you get? I got three. Three? Son of a... How many did you have? Two. Two. So that leaves you with 14 and me with 15. So Got next you, week catch up. Well, you better hope, unless this was week four. I almost put Rex, and I was like, no, he's Chromium. Mm. So if this was week four, that would mean you lost again. So we're going to we have to... We agreed it's week three, though, so... Well, we didn't agree on anything. We thought it was week yeah, three. Oh, no, no, no. We agreed. Trust me. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> that's that's where we're at with that, so... Well, yeah, that's where we're at, and that's... Currently, whether I won or it's week three and we have one more week left, it is now 15 to 14. Good night, punk. So that is accurate <laughs> and frustrating. So frustrating. You have no idea. I, I, it must be frustrating to possibly go down three to one. <laughs> oh, I hadn't thought about that. No, oh, yeah, that's rough. That's rough. All right. Well, anyways, we are at the two hour mark, which seems to be our new uh, standard. So we better get going. You have anything you want to add or end the show with? I hate trivia. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> well, I would just oh, want to say for everyone geez. listening, you can find us on Twitter at Shattered Order. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Shattered Order. We have a, a Discord filled with amazing people. And you can find the link and invite to that on our Twitter bio. There's a link there that will always link you to our Discord. Please come on in. Go check out iTunes and leave us a review we haven't had any of those in a while it'd be nice to see what you guys are thinking these days hit subscribe on youtube hit subscribe on itunes hit subscribe on stitcher hit subscribe on podbean hit it on whatever you listen to the podcast and go leave us some reviews on itunes those actually help the podcast out absolutely we appreciate everything you guys do for us Hanging out, talking to us, hitting us up on Twitter or on our Discord, just hanging out and chatting. We love talking to you guys. So, And hopefully, now that I'll be getting a little bit of extra free time in the coming week or two, um, hoping to start using that mini podcast ideas thread, uh, start you know digging through there and finding some good things to talk about. Absolutely. I'm with you on that, man. Uh, I got some time on Tuesdays, whether it's a live stream or to throw some out of order podcasts in there. That'd be awesome. So, hell yeah. Sounds good. Wink, you have a slower week next week. How about that? Dan, you have a, you have less hellacious children next week. All right. (laughs) We'll see what they do to me. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. See you guys later. 
Later. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.